If you need help getting Social Security Disability Benefits, then this podcast is for you. Give me 15 minutes and I'll pull back the curtain on disability and reveal the secrets to winning I've learned over the past 25 plus years. Hi, I'm Jonathan Ginsberg and I'm a practicing Social Security Disability Lawyer. I want to help deserving claimants just like you win the benefits you deserve and not one penny less. Now, if you already know you need help today, go to ssdanswers.com for a free and confidential evaluation of your case. It takes just two minutes. That's ssdanswers.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Now, let's start the show. You may not be aware of this, but if you're age 50 or over, you have a distinct advantage when applying for Social Security Disability. There are two main reasons for this. Number one is that the Social Security law contains a built-in advantage for people over age 50, and this advantage is called the GRID rules, or technically the medical vocational guidelines. We all call them the GRID rules because when you look at them, it's, it's formatted in a GRID format. The second reason you have an advantage at age 50 and over is has to do with economics and the realities of the Social Security Disability Program. And this means you can use the reasoning of the grid rules, even if you don't fit exactly. And I'm going to talk about that in a future podcast. But now, I'd like to talk to you and explain the grid rules and how they work. So the grid rules are basically an argument for disability, one of the three arguments you can use when applying for disability, that are available almost exclusively, the grid rules are, to claimants over age 50 with physical limitations. There are no grid rules for depression, for PTSD, for low intellectual functioning, or anything else that does not directly impact your physical capacity. And while there are a couple of grid rules that apply at age 49 or younger than age 50, most of them, 95% of them, apply when you're age 50 or over. So for purposes of this podcast, I'm going to be talking about people age 50 and over. Now, what the grid rules are saying and why they're so unique is that even if you have some capacity for full-time work, we're still going to find you disabled because in the real world, there are no jobs that exist for you. Now, compare this to Social Security's definition of disability for everyone else, and that is you have to prove that you have no capacity for even simple entry-level sit-down work. So again, the grid rules say we recognize you have some capacity for work, but because of your age and limited education, there are no jobs that exist in the real world, whereas if you're younger than age 50, you have to show that you have no capacity for any kind of work, and that's a huge difference. Now, I have a website called www.gridrules, G-R-I-D-R-U-L-E-S, gridrules.net, that explain the grid rules in detail and a link to actually the grid tables. You can look at them along with some case studies and other information about using the grid rules. So after you listen to this podcast, I encourage you to go to gridrules.net and look to see how the grid rules apply and do they apply to you. So, Remember that Social Security defines disability in terms of how your medical problems impact your capacity for work. And the grid rules really are part of this 
uh, fit into this definition. But they recognize that work does not exist in a vacuum. Now, whether or not you or any other person can find a job at age 50 or 30 or 20 depends on a lot of factors. One is your education. Number two, your skills and experience, the local job market, your interview skills, and of course, your age. And Social Security recognizes that the older you are, the more difficult you're going to have at finding a job. This is especially true if you're older, and again, 50 or older, and you're looking for a job that involves physical labor. And I think similarly, if you are 50 or older and you have a high school education or less, um, and you don't have any marketable or what they call transferable skills, you're going to have a hard time finding work. Because again, employers out there are looking for younger, healthier people that are not going to get sick, not going to, likely to get injured, and they're going to bounce back from the normal rough and tumble of any kind of work, especially physical work. So if you're 50 and over with a high school or less education and fewer or no transferable skills, you can be found disabled under the grid rules. So the starting point to, an, point to analyze whether the grid rules apply to you, again, after going to gridrules.net, is to know your age, which you should know your age. Second is to know your level of education. Are you a high school graduate or more? And by the way, this can include college. But are you a high school graduate or more? Are you less than a high school graduate? In other words, did you leave school in the 8th or 11th grade or even the 12th grade but did not graduate? Uh, no GED. I think a GED is going to be considered a high school graduate or more. Are you illiterate? Um, do you have no education at all or inability to communicate in English? By the way, that one may be going away. But for right now, we'll just say if you have no education. And special ed, by the way, is usually considered less than a high school education. Third thing is to know, have you developed any skills in your past work and are those skills transferable? Now, this can be a little tricky because Social Security uses a number of resources and actually at hearings, they will have vocational witnesses. Now, you can look up uh, one of the resources Social Security uses. It's called the Dictionary of Occupational Titles, also referred to as the DOT. I'm going to have a link in the show notes, but if you want to look for it, the link, a searchable version of the DOT is https uh, colon backslash backslash occupationalinfo.org. That's https occupationalinfo.org. And you can actually search for different jobs in the DOT and you can see um, what type of skills they are. Are they unskilled? Are they semi-skilled? Or are they skilled? And I don't, I, I think it can be difficult if you're not familiar with the DOT to try to guess what they are, but kind of common sense would sort of tell you if you've done hard labor construction work, no supervisory uh, tasks, nothing that really required any sort of training or education other than just walking into work, then you probably are an unskilled, have an unskilled work background. Now, there are jobs that are semi-skilled that don't have transferable skills. Now we're kind of splitting hairs. It can be more difficult. Your lawyer can help you with this. Um, the fourth thing you need to know, and this is also difficult to know on your own, and that is your exertional level. Are you sedentary, light, or medium? Medium, And your, doc, your doctor can help you, and it really helps to have your doctor make that call because many times Social Security adjudicators and even judges won't guess on it. So as far as the, the definitions are concerned, uh, sedentary work means you're doing a job where you're sitting for six out of eight hours in a day and you're lifting up to 10 pounds occasionally. 
Light work is you're standing and walking six out of eight hours in a day, and you're lifting 10 pounds frequently and 20 pounds occasionally. So light work is uh, obviously requires more physical capacity. Now, your lawyer can help you evaluate your skill level and exertional level. And of course, most people don't fit into this exactly in the sense that maybe they can sit, they need a sit-stand option. Uh, so where does that fall? Or they can uh, stand and walk for six, eight, eight hours, but they can only stand and walk for 30 minutes at a time. Then they need to sit down for 20 or 30 minutes. So again, we can get in, in, into the weeds there. But big picture is you want to have a sense of where you fit on this sedentary or light um, uh, continuum. So that's basically the theory behind the grid rules. And I'm going to take a little break now, but when I get back, I'm going to give you some actual examples of the grid rules and how they work uh, using the actual grid rules by number. And if you look at the grid rules, you'll see they're numbered 201.12, 202.02, things like that. But I'll, get, I'll be back with you in a second and we'll go through some examples. Don't know where to begin? Get my free Secrets to Getting Approved Survival Kit. Inside the kit, I discuss such things as how do you know if you have a case, what to do if you're denied, how to avoid common mistakes, and my ever-popular how to avoid trick questions from the judge. Subscribing is free and easy. Just visit ssdanswers.com and look for the survival kit for instant access. Remember, time is eroding your position every day. Don't delay, act now. That's ssdanswers.com for your free survival kit. Okay, I am now back, and we're going to be talking about some examples of how the grid rules work. So again, I'm looking at my website, uh, www.gridrules.net, and if you look at the sedentary grid table, and if you look at the website, you'll see a tab for sedentary light and medium. And again, sedentary means you are sitting for six out of eight hours in a day, lifting up to 10 pounds occasionally. Under the sedentary grid, um, grid rule 201.12 says if, that you are disabled. If you're age 50 to 54, you are limited to sedentary work. You are a high school graduate or more. And again, this could be college, but you have uns, an unskilled work background and no skills that would transfer directly into skilled work. And again, skilled work is kind of a term of art, but it, it refers to a job where there's significant training or education required to do. So if you are 50 to 54, you have unskilled work background, but no skills that would transfer directly to skilled work, you are disabled under 201.12. 201.10 says, again, you're age 50 to 54, you're limited to sedentary work, you have less than a high school education, in other words, an eighth or ninth grade education, and an unskilled work background, such as being a construction laborer. Well, you would be found disabled even if you could do sit-down work because the grids recognize that a 50-year-old or a 52-year-old with less than a high school education and an unskilled work background, there's not many jobs that exist for that person out in the economy. Now, I mentioned that the grid rules apply when you're age 50 to 54. Um, well, they become easier when you hit 55. So when you hit age 55 or older, uh, you can be found disabled um, more easily 
under the grid rules. So example here would be 202.02, and that says that even if you can do light work, and remember light work is um, standing and walking uh, for six out of eight hours, lifting 10 pounds frequently, 20 pounds occasionally, if you're 55 or older, you have less than a high school education and you have an unskilled work background, you are disabled as a practical matter. And there's another one that says that if you have, I think it's 202.03, that um, if you have no transferable skills. So if you think about this, this is pretty extraordinary. You can do light work. You have the capacity for light work, which again, sitting six out of eight and lifting up to 20 pounds occasionally, you are still disabled for social security purposes under the grid rules. So when you look at my website at gridrules.net and you look at the various tables, you can see you may fit into one or two, you may fit into three or four. Um, so uh, you can get creative with this, but you wanna take a look at that or definitely have your attorney do it. Uh, you wanna make mention of them at hearings, I even make mention of them at the initial and recon because uh, frequently adjudicators don't understand how they work or don't really think about them, and this is a quick way to get um, to get approved. Now, realize that judges like the grid rules. This is my experience because they are shortcut. They don't require nearly as much analysis as a full functional capacity evaluation or a, a listings evaluation, and they can also get you past gaps in the treatment record. Um, now, again, state agency adjudicators, I don't normally see grid rule approvals in the state agency at initial and recon, but we see them a lot at hearings, and again, judges really like to use them. I've even had, I had one not too long ago where I had a client who was a medical doctor who got approved under the grid rules because of his age and his physical limitations and, and what the medical record said. So the grid rules are very, very powerful, um, and you can use them to uh, win cases uh, for if you are age 50 or over. And I think that really if you're 50 or over, you should always look at the grid rules to see if they fit. And the next episode of this podcast, I'm going to talk about using the logic of the grid rules, even if you don't have a physical problem or if you don't fit one of the grid rules exactly. Uh, that'll be next episode. But for now, um, if you have any questions, if you want to reach out to me, you can go to ssdanswers.com. I have a free Secrets to Winning Disability Survival Kit that explains all three theories of disability. And you can reach out to me directly uh, through a contact form on that website. So again, Jonathan Ginsberg here. I hope you find this useful and we'll talk soon. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode. Subscribe to this podcast for regular updates at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you found this podcast useful, then please give me a five-star review because it helps others see the value of my information. Thank you in advance. For a 100% free and confidential evaluation of your case, visit ssdanswers.com. That's ssdanswers.com. Don't delay. Heck now.